I'm thinking about the teen that's contemplating suicide, and I need you to go to come here today and activate a family, activate worshipers, activate people in the kingdom to their assignment. And as I was uh, meditating on the word, he showed me like a like a graveyard. And, and don't get scared. This doesn't mean anybody's going to die or anything like that. The Lord sometimes just shows us things, vision, so that we can get what he's trying to say. And I could see like a graveyard and that there was a lot of gifts buried. It wasn't people. It was gifts. And it was callings. And you know how uh, you go through a graveyard and there's like so-and-so's here, so-and-so's here, so-and-so's here. These said, a pastor is here, an evangelist is here. Of missionaries here. Here lies an author. Here lies a leader. Here lies an administrator. It was all of the gifts, and they were buried. And I said, oh, my God. I was like, what, you know, what does that mean? And God was showing me that he wants to activate gifts and callings today in this house. And that's exciting because that means he has something for you to do. I'm doing my job. It's time for you guys to do your job, right? Pastor's doing his job. It's time for other people to do some jobs. So let's hear what God wants to say this morning. Amen. We're going to go to Acts 9, 36 through 39, and it's the story of Dorcas. I always think that's a funny name. Acts 9, you know, because when you were little and your brothers got on your nerves and you would say that word and... I'm like, wow, her name is Dorcas. But okay, so Acts 9, 36 through 39. And do we have it up there? Okay, yes. It says, um, Peter rose and went with them. Okay, so these people had come and said, Hey, Peter, we got a problem. We need you to get here right away. And when he arose, they took him to the upper room, and all the widows stood beside him weeping and showing tunics and other garments that Dorcas made when she was with them. Okay, they showed him the garments and the tunics that Dorcas had made when she was with them. Okay, these are tangible things that they could, they could show what Dorcas had done for them, okay? So let's pray, and then, and then we'll get into this word. Father, I just give you all the honor all the glory, all the worship, and all the praise in advance for what you're doing in this house. I thank you that your plans go beyond our plans. Your thoughts go beyond our thoughts, God. I thank you that you have assignment, Lord, for me, and you have assignment for everyone here today. And I thank you that this is the day, God, that you have chosen to bring this word forth. I ask that you would just open every heart, open every mind, Lord. Let us hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, Lord, and let us let it change us forever. In in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The reason why people, God calls men and women to preach and to teach the word is to change the character and the actions of those who are listening. So if you come here every week and Pastor Jesse preaches and preaches and Danny preaches and preaches and your character never changes, your actions never change, nothing is ever molded in you, then that means the word has not really come in and made an effect in your life. And so that's why it's important to say, God, touch our heart, open my heart today. Help me to 
hear what the speaker is saying so that my character can be changed and, and my life can be molded according to your will and to your plan. And that's why we always uh, pray that before we get into the message. And so the message today is about the gifts and the callings. When, when Dorcas had died, the people went to go find Peter and were like, you've got to come, you've got to pray for her because look at all these things that she did for us. Look at how she helped us. And today we focus on moms and all of the things that mom does to help us and to be there for us and all of that. But what about everybody else? What about the men in the house? What about the children in the house? What about the adults in the house? Did you know that there's a calling on your life as well? There's a place where you fit as well in the kingdom and something that God wants you to do on this earth while you're here? And so God uses man to accomplish his will on earth, okay? Say it with me. God uses man to accomplish his will on earth. And God wants to use you in unusual ways to accomplish his will on earth, okay? Because God has a plan for, for people. He has a plan for the lost. And, and the way that God um, brings these people to him is through all of us, by giving us gifts, by calling us to do a work for him. And these gifts work by the Spirit of God, okay? When you come to Christ and you are saved and, and, the, and the Lord, he will give you a a gift or gifts, multiple gifts he can give you and talents. And you might say, well, how do I discover what my gift is? How do I discover what I'm here for, what I'm supposed to do? Well, first let's talk about why God gives gifts. God's gifts are a part of his equipping man to do his work on earth, okay? I work for a college, and what I do is I enroll students that want to go back to college. So they give me a laptop, and they give me a phone, and every day that I get up, I turn on my laptop, I turn on my phone, and I use them to contact people all over the United States that want to go back to college. Now, if I get up that day and I say, I'm not going to use my computer, and I'm not going to use my phone, I'm not going to reach my goal every month of how many students I'm enrolling into college. Because I'm not using the gifts or the equipment that the college has given me so that I can do my job effectively. And so many of us hear God, when he, when he saved us, he are, before we were saved, he had a plan for our lives. He had gifts that he gave us. He has callings that he gave us. And he says, I'm not just going to throw you out in the earth to just, you know, achieve the American dream and wait for me to come back someday. I'm going to give you gifts that are going to, that th this is your equipping. So just the way the college gives me a laptop and a cell phone and I go to work every day and use this equipment to, to do my job, God has given you equipment to use for you to do your job and your calling on earth. So what does that look like? Because sometimes people get confused. Well, there's gifts. There's different callings. You know, you know the one to pastor, evangelistic, missionary, teacher. But there's also mercy. There's giving. There's serving. There's helping. There's leading. There's leading worship. There's uh, helping to clean. I'll tell you what. My mother has an amazing gift, for those of you who know my mom, to to service. She loves cleaning the church. And she, even if it's not her church, she'll clean, uh, you know, wherever she's at. We go to the restaurant and she's cleaning all the plates. And I'm like, mom, stop doing that. And she's like, oh no, no, like we, we need to leave everything clean. She'll put everything piled up for the waitress. All the waitress has to do is come pick it up and, and go. 
And my mom does that everywhere she goes. She cannot help it. Me, I'm like, oh, my God, that's why I'm leaving a tip. Like, uh, I already do this at home. I'm not going to go to somebody else's home and do it there, too. Like, you know, and my mom will do that because she has the gift of service and of helps. Now, my dad... He, anything that you do, he's going to teach you because he's a teacher. So if a kid falls down, well, you know the reason why you fell down is because you didn't tie your shoes. And you see those shoes you have on and you know you didn't move your arms the right way and you didn't lift your leg up on time. And he's going to start teaching because his gift is is of a teacher. And so everybody operates out of those gifts that they have and out of those callings. And sometimes you don't even realize why you act the way you act. And you might even, when I first found out I had a gift of administration, I was repenting. I was saying, God, forgive me, God, forgive me. Because I'd go places and I'd see things that were like, oh, that needs to change. And they need to move that. And they need to put that person over there. And I started saying, oh, my God, I'm, re- I'm like really criticizing. And my son, my oldest, he would say, man, I'm so critical. And I would say, no, but this business could grow if they would do this and they would do that. Like, they would have so many more customers. Like, if they, you know, and he would be like, and he thought I was criticizing. So then I thought I was criticizing. And I'm like, oh, God, like, please forgive me. Everywhere I go, I'm criticizing. And then it was like, no, everywhere you go, you see things through an administrator's point of view because your gift is administration and so see all of us have those kind of gifts so husband that's why your wife acts like that is this her gift is this her gift praise God you know and wives that's why your husband acts like that because it's a lot of times his gift and sometimes we're attacking each other and fighting each other but we don't know that we're fighting against the very gifts that God has has given us amen my husband has the gift of service too and I have the gift of administration so you can already see where that train wreck's going because sometimes he's like come on let's do this come on let's do this and I'm like I think this person should do that and that person should do that or I'll say George don't you think we should knock that wall down and paint that wall and then he's just like okay because he already knows he's gonna be the one that has to do the work right so sometimes we fight against each other but it's because of our gifts and our callings and how much better could we be if this entire body would say this is my gift And this is what God has called me to do, and I'm going to make my gift as excellent as I possibly can, and I'm going to use it for the kingdom of God. Because God has given you these gifts to equip you for something. There's more to life, guys. There's more to life. I remember when I used to think about, like, oh, I wish I had a bigger house. I wish I had a newer car. Like, I wish I had a better better paying job. You know, all these things that you think are going to make life better. And then all of a sudden, you get a bigger house, and guess what? There's more to clean. You get a better car, and there's a bigger payment and full coverage insurance. And you get a better job that pays more money, and guess what? Now you got to work more hours. So all of these things that sometimes we think we need because they're going to make life great, we're totally missing the mark. The true joy comes when I say, Lord, what have you called me to do? What have you gifted me to do? And how do I apply this gift here on earth while I have life? Because one day, like King David said, we're all going to go to the grave. And he said, God, in the grave, there's no more works. 
I can't praise you in the grave. There's nothing I can do in the grave because we'll be gone off of this earth. So the time you have is the time of mission that God has given each and every one of us to use our calling and to use our gifts to the best of our ability. Now, sometimes people say, well, um, you know, here there's only a, a few couple of people that can use their gifts. Nobody else can use their gift. Um, I bet if I ask Pastor Jesse that, he probably has a whole other perspective on that. You know why? Because all the pastors hope that everybody uses their gifts. Every pastor hopes. And sometimes pastors can see your gift and they're just hoping like, I really hope that that sister that, you know, is really good at leading worship will rise up. I really hope that that brother that's really good at accounting will rise up. And sometimes our very leaders and our pastors are hoping that all the gifts that are in the body will start operating and they'll start moving because you know why? We can do a greater thing when we're operating in our gifts. I can't do it by myself. The pastors can't do it by themselves. Pastor Danny can't do it by himself. We can't, none of us were created. None of us can do anything by ourselves. Jesus, when he came, he had his disciples, right? Because he needed. And if you look at him, you see all their different personalities, right? He needed each of them to do the work, to do the calling that they had on their lives. Did you know that it actually angers God when, and I know we don't talk much about the anger of God, but you know if you look in the Bible, that he actually gets angry when we have hardened hearts. When we see that the church needs somebody to help, when we see the church needs to be clean, when we see somebody needs to pick up offering, when we see there, there's not a bass player, but there's a bass there and nobody's playing it, when we see that the food pantry needs workers, when we see that there's um, people needed in their nursery, and we harden our hearts and we act like we don't see that, you can actually anger God by hardening your heart. Because one of the things that Jesus showed when he came to earth was compassion. He always had compassion. When he saw a need, hey, the people are hungry. Hey, the people are hurting. Hey, the people don't have a pastor. Hey, the people have been with me three days and, and they need something. He always could see their needs. That's why he didn't just come preach, preach, preach. He came and healed. He came and gave the hungry. He came and delivered. He came and set people free. Why? Because he knew he had, he had compassion. And he, had, and he knew there were needs. And sometimes we need to say, God, break those walls down that I, that I have of hardness, where it's all about me, where it's all about my family, where it's all about my job and what I want to do and what I want to have. And help me to have compassion on other people. Help me to have compassion on the church. Help me to have compassion on this world. Open my eyes to the needs. Lord, why did you make me the way I, I am? Why do I fire up when I see kids in danger? Why do I fire up when I hear worship? Why do I, why every time pastor preaches, I feel like that's me, like I'm supposed to be up there preaching. When my grandmother used to preach, my grandmother pastored for about 39, 49 years, and when she would preach and I was newly converted, I would say, I think I'm supposed to do that. There was like a connection to me and my grandma, and I would say, I think I'm supposed to do what grandma's doing. I'm supposed to preach. And my husband, same with him, you know, in leading worship. He says he has a deep voice, and he says when he was a kid in Mexico, they would always, the older men would push him out there to go to lead the worship 
because he had a deep voice and he sounded older than what he was. And so they'd push him out there to worship. And, and you see pictures of him really small out there with the guitar. You know, he had no shoes on, feet are all dirty. You know, he's all like, you know, hair's all crazy. And there he is with this guitar. And he's so small because God called him to that, you know. So if you look back and think, wow, I've always loved teaching. I've always cared for kids. I've always cared about this or cared about that. That's because God called you to that. And there are callings and there are gifts here that are not being used. Somebody here is not using their gift because God wouldn't bring me here and put me on the heart of the pastors to come and bring a word if it were not true. And perhaps pastor has already talked to the church about it and people are like, yeah, you know, he probably got that out of Sunday school book and, you know, decided to preach that this week. No, this is God's word for the house. And so how many of you got the two little cards when you came in? Did everybody get one? I hope you have a pin because I didn't buy pins. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to just close your eyes for a second. Well, I know you can't find the paper and close your eyes at the same time. But try to find your paper and then close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to find those two little papers that they gave you. And I want you to write the same thing on those little papers. If you don't have one, I think maybe the ushers might have another one. And on that paper, I want you to write down what the passion of your heart is. What you believe God is calling you to. Even if it hasn't been confirmed, even if some great prophet hasn't come and said, Hey, you are called to be the Sunday school teacher. This is God. You know, because that doesn't happen like that, okay? I've tried it. I've tried that, okay? I've tried cutting up all the little papers and putting them in a bowl and picking one out to see which one was me, okay? That's how crazy I have been in the past to try to figure this thing out. And all along, it was just that nudging in my heart. All along, it was that little feeling of like, this is what you're supposed to do, okay? So on those two pieces of paper, I want you to write down the same thing. What is that thing that you're passionate about? What is that thing that you're passionate about? Because your gift is a calling to benefit others, okay? It's not for you to you know, to, to show off or anything like that. It's, it's to benefit others because God wants to use man to accomplish his will on this earth. Does it, did everybody write it down? Write down what that gift is, that passion is. Even if you're not sure what it's called, just put it there. I really like, you know, helping small children or I really feel passionate about youth and, and all the things they're facing. I really like working with women. I really like working with men. I really would like to help cook. I really want to help clean. I really want to help lead. I want to answer the phone, you know, whatever it is that you feel that you like to do. And one of them, I want you to put it in your Bible as a reminder and there's a scripture in Mark 16, 17 that talks about the signs that will accompany us who believe, okay? Because some people are fearful to use their gifts. They're not sure how it's going to work out. But God tells us that he's going to use us to cast out demons. So you're like, oh, what does that mean? Okay, that means that there's people in bondage on earth, and they need somebody like you, a light giver, to come and help them be set free. They're going to speak in new tongues. They're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They're going to pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. That doesn't mean we pass around snakes in a box. 
back in those days when they would walk, there wasn't roads and all this kind of stuff. And so serpents and scorpions would cross the roads as they'd walk or as they would pitch a tent for the night. And that was danger. Today, it's all, all other kind of danger we have. God said that wouldn't hurt us. Okay? And we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I think probably everybody knows somebody who is sick and needs a healing. How awesome it is. There's a lady at our church that has a gift of healing. Boy, if I got a headache, I'll be like, Sister Diane, pray for me. Because I already know she has the gift of healing. It's wonderful. And so the other one, the other piece of paper, I want you to pass it. Um, maybe we can pass it down the aisle and we can pick it up. Will you help pick it up, George? Or the kids? The kids want to help pick it up or somebody? And we're going to pick them up because what I want to do is I want to put them in the hands of your pastor. And we're going to pray over them this morning. Because God this morning wants to use you in unusual ways to accomplish his will on earth. Okay? There are some things that God needs to do. How many of you have an unsaved person in your life? Okay? We all know somebody at work that we want to talk to, somebody at our kids' school that we want to talk to. And we need God, we need the Holy Spirit, and we need God to use us, right, to reach those people. Amen? If we don't go, who's going to go? Amen? And so what I want to do is when you have those, whoever's collecting them, thank you for collecting them. I'm sorry I didn't kind of tell you ahead of time what I was going to do, but... We're gonna, I want to place those into the hands of the pastor. Because it's one thing when you don't know something, but it's another thing when you do know something. And so what has happened now with you writing that down is it's going to go into the hands of your pastor, and your pastor is going to be able to pray over these and say, God, which way do you want us to go? We have 25 people that say they want to do this. We have 30 people that say they're passionate about this. We have 10 people that, that really feel like they're called to do this. And it's going to just open your eyes of what these people in here are feeling in their hearts. Because sometimes a pastor can't do a one-on-one -on -one with every single person and give everybody a gift analysis to figure out what your gift is. you know. But this is a way for him to see the heart of those he is leading and to say, look at, he's an, I, I can just know, I just know it. He's going to be like, look at the things that are on their hearts. Look at the treasure that's in this house. And so pastors, if you will come up, we're going to pray over those. Yeah, come on up. We're going to pray over those today because I don't believe that God has us do something for nothing, okay? He doesn't waste time and he doesn't waste opportunity, amen? God is a God of purpose and he's a God of strategy. And so I believe that today he's, he's, came, he's come to tell you about your purpose, and he's going to give them a strategy. Amen? You might say, well, that's just a little paper. I'll tell you what. God can do a lot with the little paper. He did a lot with a little fish. Amen? And some crackers. He can definitely do something with this. Amen? So I want you guys to just extend your hand this way, and we're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you've called me here today, Lord, to just speak life into these gifts, into these callings, Lord, that perhaps some are not being used. Perhaps some people have felt discouraged and said, at one time I used to use them, but, you know, they never used me, and so now, you know, I'm not doing anything. And then there's people who are new, Lord, and have no idea, but they know that they feel something in their hearts, Father God. Today, Lord, in a prophetic act, we write these down, Father, and we give them, Lord, 
Lord, to the angel of the house. And we ask you, Father God, that you would give them divine strategy, Lord, that you would give them ideas, Lord, that you would show them how to reach other lives, Father God, through these gifts, through these callings. Father, let their eyes be opened, Father God. You have a a place, Lord. You have a city that you want to reach, Father God. And in your hands, Pastor, I want you to know that there's treasure. In your hands, there is destiny. In your hands, there is life. In your hands, there is purpose. You see, there's a people that are crying. Their souls are hungry to work for the kingdom of God. And this is the avenue which God has chosen to open the door for you to know what is in their hearts. And God wants you to know today what is in your people's hearts. What is in your people's heart and what is it that makes them passionate so that you can move forward by spirit and God's going to show you he's going to give you strategy he's going to give you a plan on how to how to work with these gifts and these callings and we thank you Lord in Jesus name amen and if there's somebody here today I don't know if there's somebody here that's visiting this morning and if everyone would just bow their heads at this time if if, if there's somebody here this morning and, and and you maybe heard about this calling and about and about God wanting to use people and maybe you have felt like you don't really know what life is even about or why am I here or what am I supposed to do God wants you to know this morning that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you and you're not just here because your mom said please come to church on Mother's Day or you were curious you're here because the Spirit of God drew you and said go there be there today and so if there's anybody here today who does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior and has no idea what this whole thing is but feels something in their heart today I'm going to say a prayer with you and I want you to pray with me amen and if you say this prayer I want you then to make sure you connect with the pastor or the ushers okay and let them know hey I prayed with that lady today I prayed and and something changed in my life father we come to you in the name of Jesus please forgive me of the wrong I've done in my life because I've lived without you but today I want your love I want salvation I want a change in my life and so I open my heart and I say come in come in do what only you can do in my life change me forever and bring me into relationship with you in Jesus name amen And I just praise God. If that was you this morning that said that prayer, I want you to know that you're on the beginning to an amazing journey. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, Yolanda, for that word. Encouraging, right, church? Look, if you made a decision for the first time or maybe recommitting your life to Christ or, you know what, maybe it's time to activate, you know what I'm saying, with with the gift. And you know it's there. It's been there. We've been encouraging you. But now time to put the hand of the plow and move forward for the kingdom of God. I'm going to encourage you to do something. If you look in your bulletin, you'll see a connection card. Now, this tool, by the way, is very helpful for my wife and I and Pastor Danny and Dinah because we get to connect with you guys. Maybe it's through an email. Maybe it's a phone number. Maybe it's just a simple prayer request or what you're going through. Uh, We just want to hook up in agreement, number one. But number two, 
want to know what God's doing in your life. We want to celebrate that victory. Maybe things are breaking your life. Maybe there's a praise report you have. Use this tool right here. And when you fill it out, go ahead and just drop it off in the baskets on the way out. And we'll be sure to, uh, I'll be sure to get my hands on it and take a look at it. And whatever prayer need you may have, maybe it's a decision you made, we definitely want to make sure we pray for you by name. Amen to that, church. And if you did make that decision, we have a gift for you. It's called Your New Life. You see, my wife and I, our vision here is to make sure that you guys have the right tools and the resources as you go on in your journey with Christ. Now understand, church, that that there are next steps, and we want to make sure you know what those steps are. We don't want to just give you an invitation and not let you know what's going on at the party. Does that make sense? We want you to enjoy and celebrate the new life that you have in Jesus Christ. So if you go to the guest services, we have this book for you for free. It is your new life. Were you guys blessed today? I was was super blessed. Thank you so much, Yolanda, Jorge, your family, for just coming out to Holland and giving us that word. Look, this is something that the pastoral team really felt led in our heart to do. Um, We want to give Yolanda and her family a love offering. So if there's something in your heart, as our ushers get ready, if there's something in your heart you just want to give, we want you to understand that this is going straight to her family and to bless her as well, too. We believe the word that she gave us is straight from God, the throne. You can see the spirit all over her and in her and coming out of her. It's just, it's awesome. It is so great. And so we want to, Res Life, we want to bless her and her family. So if there's something in your heart uh, you want to give, as the buckets go by, I'm just going to encourage you guys, give and pray that that dollar would advance for her ministry, which she's planning to do for the kingdom of God. Go ahead and pass it. That's fine. (laughs) Now, happy Mother's Day to all you you moms out there. We do have a little treat for you guys. So as you exit after I dismiss, you'll see that there are cupcakes on the table. And it's for you mothers. Okay. Now, if you want to share, that's fine. But I'm going to say it one more time, husbands. It's for you mothers. Okay. And, And we want to thank you so much. I mean, that's very little of what we can, we really feel, but those cupcakes can go a long way. So at this time, let's go ahead and wait for the buckets to go around. I'll pray in a second. We'll give it a few more minutes. My wife and I are excited to go through some cards and continue to pray, by the way. You know, anything that's buried, we're unburying it. We're going to take it out. Let's go. We're going to operate according to what God wants us to do. We good ushers? Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and stand up. Let me bless you guys out of here, okay? I want you guys, I want your socks to be blessed off of your feet. That's how much I want to bless you guys, okay? Look, if you made Jesus' life for your, the Lord of your life, put one hand over your heart and just one hand in the sky and just declare this, and I'm going to pray over you guys. Father, I thank you right now for every single one of these people. Thank you so much for your word, your power, and the activation that you put in our lives, the callings and the giftings that we have, Father God. Whether it's in ministry or maybe we're, we're in, a, in a secular job, Father God, and there is ministry there you want us to do, Father God. I thank you through the power of the Holy Spirit that these people, your church, your children, Father God, will continue to move mountains with their faith, Father. Will continue to walk on water in this life, Father God. That they know that they are above and not beneath. That they are the head and not the tail, Father. We thank you, Father God, as they exit out, they have a great Mother's Day, but most importantly, they have the great rest of their days, Father God, in their life. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all shout out, amen. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys next week.